It's the spookiest time of the year. And what could be spookier than an old man fighting a bloated, organ-filled assassin? Zero, zero, zero to 40K. To break down this fight and other fights, because there's so many fights in this episode, with me as always are my co-hosts. Eric. Eric, hello. How are you? Hi. Um... This is the, uh, one of the most We're bringing enthusiasm and energy today. <laughs> so much energy. Um, well, that's good because there's a lot of violence to talk about yeah, yeah, uh, today. This one is is war, but it's really the horrors of war we're going to get into. That's also what's scary. There's not going to be any actual horror, just just the horrors of what man does unto man. Um, brother well, unto brother. Yes. Much betrayal. Um, much people being angry at, at Horus and all of them for having to turn their back on the emperor. A lot of real dumb arguments back and forth about this that we're going to we're going to dig into. Um, but also digging into that, Sarah. Hello. Hello. Are you excited to talk about a lot of arguments that people have? I am. There's a lot of there's a lot of arguments. There's some unexpected betrayal that I'm looking forward to talking oh, okay. about. Cool. Yeah. Maybe it was telegraphed and I'm just dumb and didn't see it coming. But, <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think I know which one. Yeah. <laughs> one you're talking about. But yeah, I'm, uh-huh. I'm excited to, to talk about all these. There's so many. Mm-hmm. I mean. They got to cram a lot of betrayal into, the very, so much of betrayal. This, into yeah. the very end of the series. So because it is the most betray. Um, and then finally, Shannon. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. But I wish this part was a little spookier. I it, yes. We're in October. We are getting very close to Halloween. And this is our 13th episode. I mean, yeah. I just feel like it should be spookier. But there really wasn't. I... I feel like your intro was wrong. This is not a very spooky segment. Maybe we can recast the groups as like, then the Draculas came down and were shooting the mummies and right. the Frankensteins were there. I will say I wasn't like super excited about this. I know there's a lot going on, but most of it's war, which I already said I kind of find battle scenes boring. So this was a hard It was mostly, yeah, battle section. scenes. A lot. A section lot of battle for me. scenes. Yeah. This is like little boys playing with G.I. Joe's in the backyard. How interesting it is to continue to talk about bodies disintegrating over oh. and over and over and over. Although I feel bad for Ben having to find different ways to say bodies are disintegrating. <laughs> he he yeah. comes up. He has a lot, a lot of synonyms. He, yeah. he, the thesaurus got a lot of work on melting <laughs> and dissolving and Sloughing rivers of, and... I think, oh, I have a line in here. Something about a soup. Uh, it's described at what point we talk about liquidated bodies yeah ben ben you know he's he's dealt a hand and he deals it well what about some bodies that are sublimating (laughs) see now that's i think that's the next step that's when the when the fire breaks out straight from they got to go straight from solid to gas yeah well yeah uh, most of them did go definitely to liquid there was a lot of discussion of them going to maybe some bones uh, right Sublimated. Sublimated. I think they even say that at some point, so I think you're right. I hope so. Sublimated bodies. I feel like I blocked out all three of these chapters, (laughs) so we'll see how this goes. I'm kind of excited for sublimating bodies. It's just the name of like a band or something. (laughs) (laughs) So, except it would probably people would take it to be like a spiritual experience and not turning to gas from Is that a whatever? Religious? I don't know. Sublimate. I think okay. sublime, sublimating people would. Oh, okay. I, I feel. Oh, they would. don't say sublime. I don't want to think about it. 
You don't what? practice Santeria. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there it One is. of my least favorite bands. I'm only ever. not contributing because I know how much you dislike that band, and I also don't like that band. Because, but I don't either. It's one of it was the things that yeah. Eric say, and not, I can agree yeah, on when it comes to music. Sublime. Our hatred of sublime. You know, an excellent word that I don't think should get tarred with that particular brush. Poor. poor. Tarred with that bong resin. Right. <laughs> Enough about Sublime. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but moving into, <laughs> let's start talking about Chapter 11. The MVP goes to SFT, Saul fucking Tarvitz. <laughs> Everybody melts sometimes. And apparently remembrancers are chosen for charisma, not intelligence. So we're doing all the all the song references here. So we start out with the absolute legend, Saul Tarvitz. Plowing down to the planet in his his battered Thunderhawk that like barely survived uh, before his his bro Nate Garrow saved yeah. the day, um, and he just hops down there and again plays if, Paul Revere. Play, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the, the the viruses, viruses are coming. coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, if this would have been Loken and Torgaden. Uh, they would have found this information out and then he probably would have sailed down and then Tris tried to get his squads in order. And it's like, all right, we got to do some training. We got to be ready to do our fight. But Saul goes right down, finds Lucius. Lucius immediately is like, I killed the guy. Are you proud of me? Which is a sweet. He's, and he's annoyed about that. Right. He's like this fucking guy. He's not <laughs> he's not paying enough attention to me. <laughs> yeah. And he says. He knows he can rely on Lucius because he's the perfect soldier. And I feel like that's why I wouldn't actually count on him as far as a revolt goes. As, yeah, agreed. As far I was surprised how easily he came along. I was too. I thought that was going to be a thing and it, it and it completely was just like Yeah, there's a uh, there's a sad moment too where yeah, I think you should you have to watch out for when your guy that you're trusting is like, I would have followed the Primarch into hell. And he's like, but I wouldn't, bro. And you're my friend. And that's and why like, you got bro, put down here. Right. We have a perfect friendship. So, <laughs> bro, I don't want to I don't want to reveal too much, but maybe the next section will. Anyway, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe maybe it doesn't go as well for for this relationship. as we Perfect were. friendship. Walter. Perfect friendship forever. <laughs> um, but he lands down there and he immediately he like whips everyone into shape. Let's the Emperor's children know that everyone's screwed. And just how fast all of these people are like, those sons of bitches. Let's let's get ready to do what we got to do kind of thing. So um, because Tarvitz is apparently good at his job. Yeah. Although they don't tell everybody the truth, truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't tell the world leaders, for instance, as we'll get to. Um, so then we get to the DSRA. Fucking shit up. As it do. Um, blasting Istvanians and, and backing up the Death Guard, which uh, it, it does lead me to. I don't know. And they change in every one of these books where they talk about Titans, how they work. But it feels like you have like so Cass, whatever Cassars, he Cassar. gets used to guns, right? He's like the cool gun guy. And it seems like Arukan is the walkie boy. Arukan. Arukan, sure. <laughs> He's walking the thing. And the other guy just tells everyone what to do. Uh-huh. I, you know. I actually wrote that down. I was like, why does Turnit need to tell Kassar to focus on the artillery? Like, does he not understand the purpose of what the Titans are there to do? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't understand Turnit's um, 
purpose. Yeah, he just sits in the chair and literally backseat drives this Titan everywhere it goes. I admit, I'm no war, like, strategy specialist, so maybe I don't understand. I think this has probably just been trying to lasso in some loose plot pointy things. Like, this is a big thing, and if just one guy is driving it. That one guy will be super important and it'll be weird. Well, I'm okay with one person running the legs and one person running the, the gun arms. But even like later, it's like, I need you to shut all the vents. And it's like, can you not, do you have no switches at your board? <laughs> Did you have like no ability to make anything actually happen that doesn't involve you just shouting at somebody else to do it? Yeah, is he not like plugged in, plugged in like Pacific Rim style like <laughs> they are? Because. No, I don't think he is. Okay. I think only. So how can he even see? Because I thought that to see out of its eyes, they had to be plugged yeah, into. I think the... they have screens. Like he has an iPad. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That he's a data slate. So. Oh yes, thank you. Oh, yes. It is a. Data I am slate. having a hard time picturing what's happening here mm-hmm. inside. I, and that continues. My right. my difficulty picturing what exactly is the orientation of what's happening with these three people is completely confusing to me from beginning to end. I just kind of blurred my mind's eye and was like, they're driving the robot. It's all good. They're trying to shoot at each other. I don't know where they are. They're in a skull. Well, hey, that's later. But um, I know. They're in the, uh, but yeah, I assume they're in the skull of this robot because you got your seat, even though that's obviously the worst place to put where your important people sit in the head of a robot, where it's like, we should probably aim at the head of the robot. mm -hmm. Okay, so so turn it on Titan Reference. Yes. And he's like, we need to close everything off. What I don't understand is who is that call coming from? Because for a while I thought that was from Lucius. Oh, right. I, I am pretty sure that in retrospect, that's from Horace. He, yeah, the, the the DSRA is the only one who got warned because (laughs) it's important. Yeah. So that's very valuable. The DSRA. Yeah. That's what I didn't. It wasn't clear at this point. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, no, I think definitely at this point, because they're like, Lucius, you got to go warn some people and he's going to go warn the world leaders and everything. That, and yeah. I think it was deliberate so yeah. that we wouldn't know which side they were. So oh, it was a surprise because okay. yeah. I was legitimately surprised. I, yeah. I like that Kassar wills the DS Erie to shut its hatches and seal all its entrance ways. Like, I don't know. I, it's like his reluctance making the procedure sluggish. There's something about the way his body and his mind is interacting with yeah. this to me. Yeah, he's all plugged into it. It just felt like, I don't know, he was trying to squeeze out a turd or something. <laughs> and it wasn't. Uh, gotta close these vents. Yeah. Well, like, it's not he squeezed out a turd. It's like he's, he's, he's clenching. He's clenching. You <laughs> he know, is. all the things. Yeah. So there's a bunch of big vent sphincters that he. <laughs> Just tightened yeah. up there for it. Yeah, so, like don't they, what are these now? people? Yeah. You know that these? that's where one one big vent is. Is just right. And like as he's as he's sealing that, I'm imagining now. You know how in some, especially in cartoons, I feel like in in sci-fi type things, they have these circular doorways that will close, but there will be like they'll yeah, circle like around. an iris kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closing, they'll circle yes. around kind of like an iris, and I'm just imagining people getting caught. And they use and slice slice them down. Because nobody down there seems to be doing anything about this. This is all on Kassar. Yeah, did they warn anyone before they started? (laughs) Right, closing. Like, you know, I don't think the Imperium cares that much. You know, they talk about how they have, like, thousands of crew on all these things. It's like, well, there's a mop by all of them. But I want to know what (laughs) those guys are doing down there in, like, the shoes of the DSR. (laughs) Again, I don't oil, think... oil cans on right. all the joints. Yeah. Like, 
Again, I don't think Ben wants us to think too much about no. what those bros are doing in the they're, beat. They're pulling chains and operating yeah. levers and everything for shoveling coal reason. into Shoveling's a like, big furnace. Yeah, yeah, definitely a big. They got to keep that plasma fire stoked with space coal <laughs> that they shovel in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's singing a, a jaunty tune. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And again, the guy with big drums. So I imagine it's like I've been cool, working but... on the robot. <laughs> imagine it's like cool but green. Yes. Oh, anything yeah. kind of green and glowing is sci-fi. Yeah. And undoubtedly yeah. giving all the people that work with it cancer. Like yeah. they are. Or maybe it's an uncolor. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would only be if it was sorceress. If it was okay. came from the warp, would it be okay. an uncolor? Okay. Um Can I Kind of still just short derail here. Yes. I liked that the um, Isvanians that have been using their aesthetic stained glass armor are camouflaged at this part. So I like that they had like their oh, fancy yeah. pretty boy troops. And then they're mm-hmm. also like, we can have, re- you know, like, yeah. maybe I don't know if they have recon, but nobody does. Recon but they like, <laughs> but we can nobody. at least have some camouflage troops that can be more effective. Yes. That's I liked that. that versatility of my. They're cool. New favorite people planet. that we will never see again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're about to get. Well, we're, we talk about soup. We're going to get to the soup here soon. Mm. My fan fiction will be about the last Estvanian mm. sh- shuttle that, you know, was on transit somewhere. <laughs> and then we have fucking remembrancers. Yeah, we get back yeah. to Cinderman POV. As we get. Yes. As they go. And and all of a sudden he realizes that maybe being a propagandist isn't a good thing. Right. He's like, ah, oh, this is just like whenever yeah. we would do propaganda mm-hmm. stuff on compliant worlds. Yeah. Yeah. How evil is that? It's again, it's like his last speech that still made me so angry where he's like, he's now so mad at all the things that he used to happily do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, upset about the butchery now, too. Well, yes, I, I did really like that. Apparently, because they talk about that. There's a camera shot flying over Istvan, <laughs> looking at things like Horace sent a little film crew uh-huh. to go like make his little uh, video. Drone. For I think this. it's a drone. I assumed drone. I like assume when people see. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't. There's not a lot of droney sort of stuff in the. Oh, uh, he, you know, servitors. Yeah, yeah servitors. <laughs> but I don't think thing. he sent remembrancers because they all have to be here to get. Well, yeah. I mean, he, so it's probably the shittiest camera shot yeah. because he didn't send someone who there's actually a, knows how to operate. It's a bunch of sons of Horace that do not know how any of this works and. They're having to hold this awkward camera in a tiny, you know, and they're like, it's a tiny human sized camera in their giant space marine armored <laughs> hands they're trying to operate. Yeah. I just have to feel, I, I, I feel out of whiplash during these chapters of flashing back and forth between different POVs very quickly. Mm-hmm. So we see a little bit of them, but then it goes right back to Tarvitz and the, and the world eaters. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also a lot of, I feel even within, like you start that. And they're like, ah, Cinderman's doing something. They're like, okay, we're solving Cinderman. And then it's like, actually, Mercedes. And yeah. actually, it's really more Keeler yeah. is talking. I, and yeah. like, with mm-hmm. them, sometimes I can't really tell whose POV it's supposed to be with those three. Um, they're just one unit. Yeah. Of the although, remembrancers. Usually, there's one person you kind of see their inner life, but it doesn't stay the same across these flashes. <laughs> right. Keeler um, is being really creepy in this part, too. I personally thought, like, the because oh. she knows why they're there and. Just yeah. smiling wide, She's like, like I nothing's want wrong. You to see this. <laughs> you have to see this for some reason. Like it just isn't yeah. going to hit right if She's you don't like, actually get to watch the thing. Remember, yeah. right? yeah. I don't know if she says it in this. Section, she does say. She yeah, says almost it somewhere. That. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but back down to the planet. Yeah, Tarvitz is going to find uh, the world eaters that are just 
butchering people. Like they talk about that. It's like, yeah, a lot of them look shot, but a bunch of them look chain sorted. And some of them look like they were just literally chain torn apart. Sorted or chain axed, which is something that I just found out is a thing. Yes. And I'm having a hard time picturing because it makes zero fucking sense okay <laughs> because it's like a chain sword you're like okay it's just a chainsaw on a handle uh-huh. that you swing like a sword and you're like yeah, okay that yeah. we can argue about how much sense that makes in general but was... it, it's very but like to have an axe head that's like got like a chainsaw edge yeah, uh-huh. but it's like shaped like an axe why is it any more useful i don't that? know it's aesthetics. Angron's going to have like two of them yeah. later. Yeah, the world leaders love chain axes. That's their that's Because axes are even more manly than swords. Yeah. They're very more, and more, more barbarian-y yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. so, okay, then we see Loken and Torgaden in the catacombs, or, right? Oh, well, we got to... Uh, we still got to talk about we got this. It. I love we just zoom past <laughs> all this? He's talking to Erlen, and they do a cute thing where yeah. they talk about... That he's covered so drenched in blood that Tarvitz wondered for a moment why he hadn't just painted himself red to begin with. And that's a cute <laughs> reference to what the world eaters look like in the, in the 40Ks and not the Oh, they just paint yeah. themselves. They're, they're just red later, yeah. So they like don't, their skin is red? Their armor. Oh, yeah, they, okay. they get a glow up on their armor as Ooh, they go on. Right. Which actually is a shame job. because right now they have this like nice blue and white paint job that I think looks very cool on models and everything and their later ones are just all brass and red and they're a little mm. I don't know, well, they're a little Well, you know, you can paint those models however you yeah, feel like Yeah, but it. all their art is always going to be the thing, you know, <laughs> okay. so. Um, I did like in the section that Tarvitz quickly realized like, I can't tell this guy the truth. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, again, thought about if this was Loken, Logan would be like, I must tell the truth. There's yeah. no other way. And Tarvitz is like, they're bombing themselves. And <laughs> yeah, Erlen's yeah. like, that doesn't make any sense. He's like, no, but that's what's happening. Yeah, so, so we better get in some bunkers right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tarvitz is definitely like, I need to get these guys into bunkers. And what can I say to them that will mm-hmm. make it happen as fast as possible? I feel like he's going to regret getting them into bunkers, if I'm going to be honest with well, you. Yeah. <laughs> they do the thing. But, um, but he convinces them, Erlen and the world leaders. And I do like that. I wonder if there's also a moment because like Tarvich shows up and the first thing that the world leader captain is like, looks like the emperor's children sent reinforcements, a whole warrior. They're going to be scared now. And I wanted Tarvitz to just be like, yeah, anyway, just seeing how you guys were doing. Um, I'm going to go. What, are the death guard around here somewhere? I want to chat with them. Yeah. Just see how they're doing. It's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> the virus bomb it is. <laughs> guys mean dicks. But Tarvitz is a professional, so he doesn't do that. I, you know what I just realized? I've been mixing up death guard and world eaters this entire time. Ah, see. I actually cannot tell you what the difference is. The, the, the world eaters are more angry and the death guard are more stoic. And Nathaniel Wait. Garrow is a death guard. So but whole... the world eaters are Angrons. Yes, they're all the barbarians. The Death Guard are Mortarians. <laughs> you guys can all see gone. the look on Shannon's face. <laughs> <laughs> I just need you to know that it's great. <laughs> <laughs> just how my face looks. Just, it's almost as if you think the 40k world is kind of stupid. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Just the thing. The world eaters are the anger boys. And the, the Death Guard are the getting legs chopped off. Are the death boys? And being, well, they get their legs chopped off and they don't give a shit. Okay. Um, They're the, like, Black Knight from Monty Python. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But then, yes, we're back to Loken. Um, and Loken gets word that, oh, we need to. And again, I'm happy that apparently he listens, that it's like, we've got to jump into some things. Um, dig deep into the catacombs to go. But how? 
quickly can that happen? And are they sealing them shut? I, uh, they're like, if we get like far enough down, but I'm like, I don't understand how that works because air is still down there. Yeah, I mean, I guess they they're sealing it off, and they didn't no ever say breath. that. They just said the depth matters. Yes, if we can get far enough, well then, well the virus, as we see later, burns itself out very quickly. It, it gets tired. Yeah, and just stops sleepy. <laughs> yeah, and then it just dies. That's and how viruses itself. work. They just quit replicating well, eventually. I listen. I would say that some of that made a little bit of sense because it was like, well, it needs a host yes. to survive, right. and 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 that is why a lot of viruses. I, I believe I'm no virologist, but I understand that that's why some of the worst viruses that kill you very quickly actually don't spread very far. Right. You have to have this mixture of very deadly, but a uh, latency. Right. So it has time to spread. A, yeah. yeah. To be effective. Um, this one seems to go very quickly. So maybe it kind of makes sense. But, but is it airborne? <laughs> well, I'm very yeah. confused about this. Definitely. And it talks about that it even like consumes itself if it doesn't get into another host oh in time, God. which is bizarre. But. Which is why it can't get um, under I know that yeah. I know that there can't are some, corners. There's some <laughs> virologists out there listening. So right, probably. If you're listening, uh, write in and tell us how realistic this is. Um, I'm sure Ben Counter consulted a virologist yes. <laughs> when writing um, this book. But yeah, this is when we get the first of the descriptions of people being reduced to. Uh, here's the line. The virus broke down cellular bonds at the molecular level, and its victims literally dissolved into a soup of rancid meat within minutes of exposure. Was that, in the, um, was yeah. that in the virus POV section? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're, we are definitely getting everything <laughs> from the virus. We get a couple virus POV yeah. sections where there's literally no person. Yeah. And this right after the Torgaden and Loken stuff is one of the one of those. And I'm yes. like, what is happening? I thought it might be from the uh, servitor drone or whatever, but it's not. It's just P- virus POV. Yep. Oh, their bones actually turn to the consistency of jelly. Okay. So I don't Literal know. So they're, jelly. A little, they're a little gooey. Ugh. So in there. And even I'll, after the, well, next. Phase, well, yes. Yeah. And then they, they talk about that they're what sloshing suits of rotted armor. But <laughs> but yeah, just everyone getting dissolved. And then we get back to the remembrancers watching. And again, these weapons that they've had this whole time, like, again, it's not like Horace made these up and they're all like, oh, my God, they used these things we have that we've undoubtedly used in the past. But now they're horrified because it's Horace doing it Uh, and that this was betrayal. It was like the emperor only uses it when he has to. So that's different. Yes. (laughs) For reasons I won't get into. (laughs) It's like we just had to melt an entire planet full of people to kill a bunch of space marines. And then after the virus POV, we get to Cinderman POV again. Yeah. Where we actually get to what I'm going to call the one thing Loken ever did that was helpful (laughs) in his entire fucking life. Is... Is ask someone else Passing to help. Passing the buck. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Telling Yakton Cruz to look after these people. Look after the look after Mercity and Cinderman and whatever her name is. Keeler. 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 Because yes. he's like, yeah, because Keeler's like, well, time to bounce. Um, now that we've seen that, which I again for some reason needed you to be in the room. And I just of imagine her having a kind of Joker or Harley Quinn smile on her face the entire time. <laughs> right. Without this. Portrayed as she goes, and then just yeah, walks right up to this ancient space marine, Yakton Cruz, and Whose it's like face looks like worn leather. Yes, and she's just like, "Help me out, 
And he's like, who the hell are you people? And they're like, we're the people Logan told you about. And then they have a whole a whole thing where she convinces him because that he he breaks down, you know, that he he realizes that the Legion has changed because of he's horrified by what they're doing. And he's the only true Chthonian left. Which <laughs> let me tell you how mad all of that gets me. <laughs> so that's a whole thing okay. that they apparently double down on, even though. So they made all the Space Marine Legions on Terra, right? Uh-huh. Yes. They built all those. They sent all the Primarchs. They all got shot into space. Mm-hmm. And they went there and they made all these legions on Terra. And then they found when they went to these other planets, they found the Primarchs and then they start recruiting from their world. Mm-hmm. So it's always like in the in a lot of the other books, there's a split where there's like, oh, these are the old space marines from Terra. And these are the new ones that come from the planet that uh, that like the Primarchs born on. So like mm-hmm. Nathaniel Garrow came from Terra mm-hmm. and then he's not actually as cool with Mortarian as all the people that are from Mortarian's planet. And the Legion start really shifting with that whole thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you start getting a lot of that. Um, and that's why it's like a big tension. Um, and in this one, they're like, apparently they were just getting people from Gathonia from the get go. Like, mm-hmm. even though they don't really go to these, like everything was done on Terra. And I think they decided that. And then later they decided kind of the timeline for how a lot of these things worked. Mm-hmm. So now it just looks weird that this Yakton Cruz, who's one of the oldest space Marines and obviously just should be from Terra. Apparently they <laughs> went to Cathonia, kidnapped a bunch of children, <laughs> made them space Marines, and then Before, flew back to Cathonia yeah. and then found Horus. And it's like, here's your legion now. And it's bizarre uh, like why uh, were they fetching children from this planet before he even like started the great crusade in proper and i know Cathonia and earth are very close so <laughs> don't write in and tell me that i'm aware it's still and i know that they were like there but why are they kidnapping Cathonian well, children there's well, plenty of children on i'm Terra. sorry uh, did you say something <laughs> I, my we, eyes just glazed over. I don't think we were recording. And, so you just start over and do that whole thing again very important I, very very important stuff Right yeah, here. I'm not sure I caught any of that. Anyway, <laughs> on to... Clearly the world building is so consistent from Very, what we've seen so far. Always so. consistent, all the Can time. Can you TLDR that? It doesn't make any sense for Yacht and Cruz to be Chthonian by birth. And I don't okay. care what anybody says. Okay. He should be a Terran. All right. Anyway, they also change dramatically what Chthonians are like from the later books. Because he's like, we have honor and whatever. And they were all gross underground cannibal street gangs <laughs> but he's like no no we were we had a old Cazonia. no none of that no whatever anyway fine he was kidnapped mm. from that planet as a child <laughs> um but he he realizes that that you know the legion he finally has his like kind of come to the emperor moment i guess we can call it uh where he realizes uh that you know the legion's no good and he's like you know what yeah i'm gonna take you we're gonna go I'm going to go Grand Theft Thunderhawk and we're going to get you out of here. I think maybe I'm having a hard time envisioning, I guess, how I know that there's a lot of remembrancers here. This is a big hall. Right. How easy it is for them to leave just really made me laugh because I feel like the whole point of this. I know Horace and like his new advisors don't like any of the remembrancers, but I feel like the main target were those three. <laughs> Literally, and yeah, those the people. three they did not guarantee were in the crowd. Uh-huh. Right. right. Like no one's going through there like checking who's there, no. that kind of thing. They're like, they all showed up. Obviously. Yeah. And then so Cruz whatever. is like, I want to leave, so let me. And the guy's like, 
Sure. Yeah. Okay, boss. As the doors are yeah, being locked, they just see in the back one of the doors open and four people <laughs> yeah. walk out. Like, that's probably fine. Yeah. So maybe actually. I uh, think the door was already open. I don't think they, they had maybe closed they hadn't them locked it that. yet. Okay. They're yeah, about they're to close it. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, before we close that, we're going to. We're going to bounce yeah. real quick. I guess if they'd close them right away, even as like little awareness that these people seem to have that they're in danger, if they'd all just close the doors behind them as soon as they went in, people would probably right. just start panicking. Yeah. I think maybe we're underselling Horace's presentation with uh, the camera and everything. Maybe it's riveting. That's true. Maybe it's actually an incredible, like it's got like, it's like a really flashy PowerPoint presentation and there's really cool like flash mm-hmm. fade effects going across and... It's like yeah. a real design is my passion kind of thing. <laughs> like there's kind of like I'm imagining sort of like jaunty, like corporate, uh, like onboarding video music. Oh, my God. Yeah. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> the bullet points are bullets. For reasons yeah. oh, that I don't That's a reference to bullet corporate. They're what? That up. The bullet points are bullets. <laughs> or bolt shells, I suppose, in this oh case. Oh, my God. When people use anything but just regular dots as bullets, <laughs> I, I want to die. <laughs> You know that he's doing all that. Malagurst actually is really, really mm-hmm. into these presentations. When now, I used to does. teach, when I used to teach PowerPoint, we would make the most gaudy PowerPoint presentations because we'd show them how to do everything. We're like, here's how you can take any image, like a wrench, like you find a random wrench icon online and turn it into bullet points. I'm like, God, don't ever do this. Though. <laughs> and you don't know it's in Comic Sans. Yes. You know it's yeah. in Comic Sans. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like we have in all sorts of actions happening and i'm like please don't i'm showing you how to do it but don't do it you powerpoint presenters were so so focused on what you could do (laughs) about whether you should um but right so cruise and co escape and uh that leads us into chapter 12 holy shit the trap was a trap (laughs) burning down the house and angron fucks up the whole plan Mm. so yeah, but whose fault is that? It's well. We, I guess we can talk about this. Are we? We're in chapter twelve. Chapter twelve, yes. So, so we see Rylanor watching the chaos. Yeah, I love this. This no, dreadnought. Just like, like, there's no reaction. Yeah, he's just like, hey. I don't know what we were supposed to get out of that. I might as well have had another virus POV here. <laughs> they needed to have somebody watching it. So no, they didn't. Uh, they right. proved that with the, <laughs> with the virus POV. Yes. <laughs> they wanted to have somebody there. Yeah, because Rillinor's just sitting there, sad. Yeah, it do feels we like... think he knew this was going to happen? I don't. I think he's just yeah, just watching the thing. There's a very uh, cool uh, short story that later. Wasn't an answer. Feature. No, it's. I don't know what we're supposed to think about it. It's lazy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, it is lazy writing. Okay. Um, I think they're like, you haven't talked about ancient Rillinor, and we're going to do some cool stories with him later. So you mm. need to. Remind us he exists. So. Okay. I guess that's because I agree with you, Shannon. I wasn't sure. Is this an implication that he knew this was going to come because obviously his dreadnought is sealed against everything? Right. Or is this just another huge oversight yeah. by like Horace <laughs> and the like, other Primarchs? Right. He like, seemed to have like a knowing tone when he let no, Saul the opposite. Swap. I thought he the did. The opposite of that. I think... We were led to believe he didn't know anything that was going on, and that's why he was so willing to let... Oh, see, I read it the exact opposite. Oh, yeah. Mm. I read that he was convinced that, because he's like, man, it's really a stand-up move, you not going to go fight, and instead... I read that as, like... He seemed very genuine. Nah. That's... But, you know, who knows? I guess that's death of the author. We get to interpret. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Ben. Not Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Um... 
But yeah, then we get to poor, poor Tarvitz having to hang out in a bunker with a bunch of world eaters that are constantly like my favorite part is them being like, how long do we have to stay in here? And he's like, well, a while the virus burns itself out quickly. But, you know, everyone literally everyone's dying out there. And they're like, well, you better be right, because I'm not going to cower here much longer. And it's like it (laughs) everyone's dying like you can't. And they can hear them. He's making fun of this over the sounds of agonizing screams from outside. Well, and just acting like, I'm not going to sit here like a goddamn pussy and hide in this bunker (laughs) all day. It's like, if you open the door, we will all die. It's not like a maybe you'll die or maybe you'll die. You will just die. Not dying is for pussies. Uh (laughs) But like for no benefit, you'll just melt. I mean, that's their whole thing, though. I feel like, so not even just the world eaters, but... So many of these factions are like, if you try not to die at all, you are a pussy. Yeah, what are you even doing? So it's, I feel so bad for Tarvitz having to, like, I imagine him standing by the door, slapping hands away from the handle (laughs) periodically. It's like some world eaters like, I'm just going to go outside. I'm sick of being in here. I need a smoke. (laughs) Everybody's farting in here. I got to get out of here. And you're having to remind people that it's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to come up all of these synonyms for melting flesh those are tarvitz trying to let them know it's like there's torrents of disintegrating flesh outside you can't go outside <laughs> so yeah he's he's learned he's internalized that lesson that you don't just repeat the same thing you've said before if people aren't getting it you have right. to rephrase right. and so he's like he's got a little thesaurus on his data slate just like fuck, here we fuck. go i'm gonna explain again how everyone is melting outside and if you open this door we will all die it reminds me of when i'm babysitting like my cousin's kids and it's like negative three degrees outside and they're crying at the back door because they want to play basketball and i'm like you'll die (laughs) (laughs) you'll fully freeze this will kill you except these are grown right ostensibly you just gotta let them find out the hard way yeah well and i love that he's like even they're thinking to himself too it's like they're like man this is crazy how the istvanians did this and he has to be like Uh yep (laughs) fucking istvanians are crazy people i can't believe they did this because he's literally concerned that if he tells them it's like oh yeah your dad sent you here to die that they will murder him (laughs) um then it's like cool he needs to get out of this place um i also like as a side note that there is a world leader and actually oh you listen to the audiobook can you tell me if there's this guy named either wraith or wrath it's spelled w-r-a-t-h-e and I don't know whether they pronounce it Wraith or Wrath, and I'm angry Wraith, at either. I think. Okay. Yeah. Both of them make me mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, I don't remember anyone yeah. named Wrath. Yeah. He's not, he doesn't do anything, but it's mm. just like, that's his name. Both of them are bad choices. Yeah. They named on the nose. This guy's just named Wraith. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Wrath would have been like two on the nose. So they had to throw an E on there to, to make it cool. Um, anyway, and then he, but he reveals that. Even though the virus is dying down, the next step is there. The firestorm Mm. where Horus. uh, Which am I wrong? Are some of the other people coming out and getting killed during this point in time? Yeah, they they talk about that. The Death Guard are like out looking through the goop and then Mm. they're like, oh, shit, it's on fire. We got to get back in the bunker. (laughs) And it's like, did none of the. okay. Was Lucia supposed to give them the warning? <laughs> I don't think Saul gave him full warning. Yeah, because it feels like Tarvitz telling people for the first time mm-hmm. about this firestorm. And it's like, he should have been like, virus, need to get in bunkers. There's going to be a bunch of soup. And then there's going to be a bunch of burning. You can come mm-hmm. out after the burning. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
He's yeah. having to do everything, he though. Is. <laughs> he is doing everything. Some yeah. things are going to slip through the cracks. Like He's he, like, shit, Firestorm. I feel like he needs to do kind of like, you know how in Scream, you got a Jamie Kennedy, like, sitting people down and telling them the rules? Right. I feel like you need one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And we continue the timely almost, reference train. Almost choked on my coffee. <laughs> And then for after when he's dead, he's got to record a video for the next. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers alert. <laughs> so we can explain all the rules. I also now that I'm just thinking of like movie tropes, I now also want the scene of like I if they do this movie, I actually want it to start with Tarvitz in this bunker with a bunch of angry world eaters around being gross and stupid. And then him like looking at the camera and there being like a little needle drop and then being like, you're probably wondering <laughs> how I got into this situation. A record scratch. Yeah. You know, I sort of thing. I want Saul Tarbitz to be the main character. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, again, then the movie is 20 minutes long. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> he doesn't have to. I, yeah. He doesn't have to see all of that. I just want to see more of it from his perspective. Just yeah. Yeah, follow him. Yes. Um, but anyway, so we go back up to Horace and Horace is getting ready to light the. So in very Warhammer fashion, this virus melts everyone and it releases so much putrescent gas from the dissolving bodies of billions of people. What kind of gas are we talking here? I, the, is it methane? I guess it's flammable. It's very yeah. flammable is the important part. Um, are they, is it? Are they also just farting up a storm as they? Die? I mean, I guess that's that's the last thing you do when you melt into a soup, until you form a, I believe, what was the other one? There's like a torrent of disintegrating flesh. Yeah. Um, but it so, turns into so much gas that then you shoot it with like a, you know, laser, and which they it, tell us twice, I think, that it only takes one, one light, one spark, one spark. That's yeah. it. Um. And then uh, Horace, and I like this because I want, I wish, it's unfortunate this isn't a more visual medium because I don't know what the smile of an angelic executioner is because <laughs> that is the smile Horace smiles. Oh, hold on. Here we go. I don't All know. Right. I don't know how to be both beatific. No, I, I need you to do the smile of an executioner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What makes it of an executioner? <laughs> I, I don't. I'm. It's, it's real bloodthirsty. Okay. <laughs> and it's angelic because I'm just beatific. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I'm seeing the angelic part. Actually. Well, you know, maybe Horace could give me notes. Okay. Got it. Yeah, that's okay. all I. Yeah. Great. That's all I wanted. We'll post that and on the things. <laughs> um. Uh. So. So he blows up everything, and then he also, again, shockingly, murders all of the Remembrancers, <laughs> who everyone is shocked, and there's no escape. And I don't, again, so we had this, uh, you know, Keeler hears, gives a whole message. They have Cinderman give this whole speech in the mm-hmm. last section about, like, Horace is bad. Horace is the bad guy. Watch out for Horace. We can't trust him. Then Horace is like, hey, 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 I want everyone to come to my crib. <laughs> and just let's hang out and I'm going to explain everything and it's going to be fine. And then they're all like, this is obviously a trap. And Keeler's like, oh, yeah, it's a trap. We're going to walk into it. And I don't see why they couldn't have recorded another speech that says, hey, remembrancers, don't go to the trap. He's going to murder all of They you. needed those people as cover. Right. So they them. could watch. So the they could video, watch. The and PowerPoint she knew that's where she was going to see. 
Yeah. Yeah. Why couldn't they just say, hey, guys, don't go and uh, then go find Yachting Cruz? Yeah, they could have found Yachting Cruz before this happened. Yeah, it's they just were like, yeah, she needs somebody to remember. (laughs) That's what she said. I guess it's she needs people to remember. Otherwise, how would they know? I feel that there's a, a scene that we're not getting where Keeler has a notebook of grudges of every one of these remembrancers being a dick to her at some point. <laughs> and because we do see a lot this of the remembrancers real, being This is jerks. a real red wedding situation. <laughs> She's like, and uh, and it's like list of remembrancers I hate. And it's just page after page after page after page. <laughs> list of remembrancers that are pretty OK. And it's Mercedes Olton. Ignace Cargacy with like a scratch line through this. <laughs> um, you know, a little RIP thing it's on there. True. Um, She's only and cool with Cinderman. Cinderman, like maybe with a question mark. I don't know. Because <laughs> he's not a remembrancer. Right, so yeah. it's just like, but he's like, like an honorary. Like, do you count? Is and he, is he, are they not considered he's an iterator. part of iterator. I thought that they were part of the, I thought they were one specific kind of remembrancer. No, because no? like the iterators have been going for the whole crusade. Okay. Because they're the ones that go to the planet and be like, uh, he's kind of their liaison in the first book, right? All yeah. this bullshit. Yeah. He acts like he hasn't seen. The brutality. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> it's almost again. as if you think the 40k universe is stupid. <laughs> well, and again, his his speech that just made me furious. Furious. Um, but anyway, blows up all the people, blows up the planet. Um, and he said, and then Horace says his voice cold, let the galaxy burn. Galaxy and Flames, the title of the book. You yeah. know what though? I, I just want to say this really <laughs> makes you realize how innocent the embarkation deck incident was. I have wow. the same thought. <laughs> I have the exact same note. Yeah. They Doesn't trampled six people anymore. <laughs> Like they trampled a handful of people on accident to get... And everyone loses their shit. And this is like, no, this is on purpose and we're going to kill everybody. Well, and was it... Was Malagurst one of them that yes. was really mad about what I, happened on the invocation He said somebody's deck? got to pay for it. Was Malagurst? Because I know the guy was yelling at Malagurst about it. Oh, I, maybe thought, it I thought it was He Malagurst. was. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, he's apparently like, all right, boss, let's murder Well, yeah, it's because he guys. promised... Chorus that he would do whatever he said. And no take back. Pinky swear. Yeah. 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 That immortal or (laughs) immoral pinky swear. We we did establish that there's no take backs he's from. Mm -hmm. And that's why you got to get. You got to get details. when somebody asks him to do anything. This is why I never pinky swear anybody. Yeah. They're Um, always trying to get me to murder tons of people. This is why I break pinky swears if shit gets weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's legally binding, (laughs) Eric. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing is, so now, so Horace murders all of these remembrancers, hmm. um, and he intended to murder all of them, even if some of them sauntered out before the murder <laughs> happened, um, which kind of leads to who, why did he make this presentation? Like showing the video and everything. Like, oh, he just loves it. Like that's just for yeah. his benefit. Mm-hmm. And earlier he's complaining. I think that, it's for the benefit of the other people in the room too. The other space mm-hmm. marines? Yeah. Like we're going to Yeah, show he's you. like, this is who we are now. I guess. Because mm-hmm. it feels like, like. You're the new remembrancers. <laughs> Remember. Mm-hmm. It feels like in an earlier section he was mad because he was very busy. And he's like, I don't have time to deal with people stealing Thunderhawks. And doing all this stuff, this is a sensitive part of the operation. And then he's like, because I guess I'm working on my yeah, PowerPoint presentation. Yes, because yeah. he, <laughs> so. he, he had this to do. It was on his agenda. I feel like there's like, so many gaps, though, in his plan 
And one of them is just Angron existing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I guess we'll get to we'll that. Get, that's one of my favorite conversations he has where yeah. he really beats himself uh, up over. But his plans are perfect thing. also right. at the same time. Um, and also Angron is predictable. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. That's something. He just about. did something I didn't predict, but he's predictable. Yeah. yeah. But then we see the, uh, yeah, the Death Guard are out. So we're, we're back at the Deus Ere and uh, the... Uh, Death Guard have come out and they're sort of prodding through goop, through soup things. And then uh, they see the big explosion happening and whatever. And again, Kassar, fucking Kassar, because like he's immediately like, we are blessed. This could so easily have been. And it's like, they will kill you if they know you worship the emperor. And he's just <laughs> like, oh, praise the emperor. Just at, at the be. drop of a hat. It's like, you yeah. got Under his eye. <laughs> yeah. You just got to fucking calm this down, Kassar. And there, that goes on to later. And he okay. misses the obvious clue here that Turnit was in on it. Right. Because he was like, oh, they must have gotten the order, like, to like take cover in terms of like what order? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and turn this his poker face I... is bad. Yeah, and yeah, he's so upset. Some of the world eaters are still alive. Death guard. Okay, death guard. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, 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 in this section though, it says nothing could survive, and flesh, stone, and metal were vitrified or melted in unimaginable temperatures. Um, apparently, something can survive the DSERA. Right. Well, that's which later. Isn't yeah. that made out of metal? What's all the things? Nothing. One thing. One thing what of metal could survive. Special space metal. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's okay. even even better. I also like that there's a line, and Ben, it's okay. I love you, but this line. Uh, its searing beam ignited the gas with a dull whoosh that seemed to suck the oxygen from the air. It's like, it's how explosions work. It did suck the <laughs> oxygen from the air. That is, it didn't seem to do that. It That is how fire operates. Um, but I'll forgive that one, even though one of my big reading pet peeves is when things seem to do things that they Are literally doing. did do. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't have to say they seemed to. Um, but yeah, so firestorm happens. Um, Kassar's, of course, rocking back and forth in his, in his his seat saying, Emperor, save us, Emperor, save us over and over. Um, he has the, and then (laughs) this line that I like, so this was it. This is how he would die. (laughs) Not in battle, not saying the lecticio divinitatis, (laughs) but cooked to death inside his beloved deus Did we all put that line down? It's. You, you're in you're in battle. You and, and kind of saying the like tissue of divinitatis. Yeah, he's doing both. You're doing both of those things right now. Also, you like, had that one too. Okay, because I see what he means by like in battle. Right. Okay. He's expecting that he would die. Something shooting this giant robot. He's in and blowing it up. And he dies. Great. Makes sense. What did he predict he would die saying the lecticio divinitatis? Like. Just reading it to himself and then like Ugh! he thought he was <laughs> like gonna die over. saying that during coitus. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's like saying Emperor! the lectitia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the the lectitia yeah. divinitatis and he has a heart attack. <laughs> Sorry, babe, during In sex, bed. the lectitio divinitatis stays on. That's <laughs> 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 so, uh, his way. Yeah, I imagine so I don't he's know. saying that to the deer, DSC, right? <laughs> so I don't, yeah. He's I like, don't... literally step on me. <laughs> That's how we plan to die. That's how we really plan to die. Yeah. Step on me, mommy. 
Well, that's the other guy, Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> They're both. <laughs> well, they both are. True. Um, but they're in there. Uh, the the thing is gripped by a firestorm. Again, it is the apparently one thing made of metal that can survive this firestorm. Um, and then they have the. Uh, the, that things are starting to land and a bunch of ships are coming down and it's the second wave uh, that's dropping. Um, that. And he starts to figure out that maybe something's going on. It takes Kassar mm-hmm. a hilarious amount of time to figure out that something is untoward. Considering he has pretty much the best viewpoint, like the best vantage point to figure out what's going on. It's like, why are they sending a second wave? Everyone's dead. And it's like, oh, Kassar, put it together. Um, But then we get back to Yakton. And Yakton is, again, no security in this world where they're just striding through the ship. They just murdered all the Remembrancers. And it's just him, and it's like, we're just going to go there, and we're going to go find a Thunderhawk. Everyone was watching the PowerPoint. Right, everyone's there, (laughs) apparently, including the people that are there. Except for one guy, (laughs) one guy, not getting to watch. I don't know if he didn't get the invitation to the PowerPoint presentation. You mean Maggard? And Maggard, hanging out. (laughs) And why is he there? Like He he got the memo. Yeah, did he just know that he just unfroze? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the PowerPoint, he, like, all in the way of the PowerPoint was this embarkation. Yeah, it's just, like, right there, yeah, the mm-hmm. Thunderhawk that he was supposed to go. Because it's like, I know that they do it because they want to have this dramatic fight at the end. But, like, how did he put it together? And, again, I guess I was about to ask the question, why doesn't he tell anyone? Maybe. But we know why he doesn't tell anyone. We discussed <laughs> yeah. it last time. Yeah. yeah, I imagine he was also in that room and he saw them leaving <laughs> and he was like, I better do something, but I'm going to do it cool. So I'm going to take a shortcut. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then... Well, first, though, he goes up to like Malgerst or whatever, and he's like gesturing, you know, <laughs> first word sounds like pulls out like the ace. <laughs> um, he's like, second word, two what's syllables. That? Speak up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you can't Use say. Your words. Like, hey, hey. Like, and he's do like, it fine, myself. I'm just going to go solve this problem because <laughs> you guys are all dicks to me. Um, but yeah, so they get to the thing where they're going to steal apparently just a completely unattended Thunderhawk because apparently everyone on these ships can just take whatever Thunderhawk they want all the time. I like to think there's just a clipboard by them and it's like you sign oh, in, yeah. there's a schedule. It's like four o'clock. Tarvitz gets to take a Thunderhawk just for fun Thunderhawk party bus time or whatever. I, they can just take them for whatever reason they want, I guess. And uh, but Maggard is there um, before we get back to Saul Tarvitz. Um, well, in this section, though, Sinderman says, how is it that we find ourselves at the center of such momentous events and yet we never saw them coming? <laughs> says the person who literally got a vision of this. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> never saw it coming. This old day, didn't you? Why did you not see it coming? So um, I also like there's a weird bit. He's so mad. Oh, if I can find the thing, he's so angry. Something about them being killed by a bunch of people that had no like understanding. Oh, here it is. And the thought of so many wonderful people sacrificed to serve the interests of those with no understanding of art or the creative process <laughs> galled him and saddened him in equal measure. I don't know. That sounds like something that Eric would say. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like a strange priority. So it's obviously like... it galled me too. <laughs> it's like if you were... I guess, like, if we were being executed by people that, you know, could string a poem together, then that would be one thing. But these people 
do not appreciate the creative process and executed by friends by the hundreds. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a weird, <laughs> a weird thing to be more angry about. <laughs> The insult of watching that shitty PowerPoint when they know they could have done it better yeah. right before they die. That's why the PowerPoint had to happen. Right. It was rubbing salt in the It's the insult to that injury of a thing. You have to watch a terrible PowerPoint presentation that could have been done better by any of you. I will and, say uh, a lot of album sales and book sales are going to skyrocket when all of these artists are dead. <laughs> right. And everyone's a fan all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. He did all of his best. Work. I've, I've been into him for years. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but we get back to Salt Harvitz on the ground, pull, getting out of the bunkers, seeing everything's on fire. And then, bam, gunships show up. And I think we get the finally. Uh, yeah, that the world leaders are, are rushing in and he's explaining that they're they're trying to tell him to run, that this isn't his fight. Uh, and he says, Emperor's children never run. And they do from this. Because no ordinary space marine, but Angron's come down to murder his kids. Um, and I like how fast these world leaders are all like, fucking guy. Let's we're going to kill this guy. We yeah. are like he was so worried that they would be so angry that he would suggest that Angron was part of the betrayal. And then immediately they're all like, we're going to fucking kill every world leader we see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. How, Fuck how, these guys. How do you identify the good world leaders from the bad world leaders at this point? I think they just run at each other and then everyone <laughs> kills everyone. Yeah. And I don't know if the world leaders care a whole lot. Yeah. Okay. After that point. They're just turning that rage they always have on each other. Like, <laughs> but yeah, this is with blindly. the chain, chain axes. Yes. Yeah. I think at this point it's also then, uh, people with clean armor and people with dirty armor. Okay. So That's it's like, point. if you're all blood splattered, so for the first it's few minutes versus of the fight, skins, kind yeah. of. Ah, stains versus <laughs> clean. What have you. I don't know. But, uh, and then Horace. Er, Horace's dumbest point of view. Oh. Which is really saying something. Because it starts. Really saying something. It starts him. with classic fist through screen, which yes. I, I love. You love anytime somebody gets mad. And I love anytime in a show the transition happens of somebody punching something to show that they're angry right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, he never punched his fist through a screen, but this kind of reminds me of a Dr. Claw. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> Right. Like, I, I just imagine Horace needs an evil cat with him. He should what absolutely have reference. an evil cat. <laughs> <laughs> and he would always Wow. Everyone's here for it. That's actually extra appropriate because they just revealed a new model for the Mechanicus, and everyone is making fun of him being very Inspector Gadget. Oh, really? Does he, he have a helicopter ga- head? No, but he's got gadget legs. Oh, <laughs> no gadget legs. Yeah, it's magnificent. There's a lot of. There's a lot of controversy over whether this model is great or terrible, and I am firmly on the great side of this discussion. Yeah, so, I yeah. am too already, and it's, I just heard about it. In fact, the argument is always, well, in the split isn't even like great or terrible. It's, oh my God, this model's so stupid, I hate it, versus, oh my God, this model's so stupid, I love it. Mm. And I'm firmly mm. in the, it's, it is an absurd model, and I love you everything You can't about have it. too dumb of a model. No, yeah. that is the world that we are in here. That's why we like Kingdom Death. Yes, speaking of insane <laughs> models. Um, less penises in 40K models, but. Yeah, you know. that's unfortunate. <laughs> I, I think, if anything, the thing that I'm really upset about is there has been no penises in these books. Right. Or in the models that I've seen. Yes. Yeah, same. That would actually. <laughs> <laughs> the 
the look on Sarah's face doesn't give me confidence that they agree there needs to be more penises. Just they have that putty that you can add to miniatures. Yeah. You can just put your own dicks on there. And you can put them wherever you want. That's yeah. true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Any part of Space the... Marines have so many dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Turns any, out. Any part of the ribless flesh barrel can have a dick attached to it. So, um, But yes, back to he's so mad that again, because apparently anyone can just take Thunder Rocks anywhere we want, that Angron, everyone was supposed to stay, they virus bombed, and then they were just going to bomb all the survivors from orbit. And then Angron decided to go in there and fight them hand to hand. And Horus realizes he should have known yeah. that Angron was going to yes, do this. He should have known. He should have absolutely yeah. known. I was surprised they even had a plan to look for survivors. I thought all of these characters were going to survive just because they got in bunkers right. and didn't see it coming. Yeah, right. I was I mean, expecting, since they weren't expecting Saul to go down and warn everybody, right. it's like it's actually kind of like overkill to be like, we're going to use the worst weapon uh-huh. in humanity and then also send some bullies down to yeah. just shoot the corpses. Well, also, and yeah, Abaddon here is acting like an angsty child again. Well, first he's like... Uh, Angron is a piece of shit. You can't, we can't have anybody here who won't follow orders. Yeah. And then immediately Horace gives him an order and he's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, yeah. And then he's like, but this fight's my kind of, it's like the fight that we're not supposed to go on, but he's like, but I want to participate. It's a, it's a real, what he has a, it was like purpose built for him. It's the most bullshit line about how, He's the coolest since he's the coolest space marine. It's like such a good space marine fight for he's him. He's the but coolest yeah. space marine, my ass. Yes, <laughs> I made some fan art of Angron hitting the surface, which I'm gonna put on my Ooh, nice. Instagram nice. when our at this episode drops. I like it. Yeah. But I'm the first captain. This battle where resolve and brutality are qualities required for victory is tailor made for me. And then, but fortunately. Horace gives him a little little pat on the head and tells him that he has another role in mind for him and he'll be fine. I feel like they've really become the the bebop of and rocksteady <laughs> like to his shredder. Yes. Like it's very much a they don't really seem that capable to be honest yeah. with you. It turns out the good half of the born of all they uh they yeah. they they landed on the planet. Um and then you know everyone and then he does the most Horace does the most like no, I'm the war master. Why? Because I never lose. I can take any situation and turn it into a win. So we're going to go down and fight them hand to hand, which is exactly what I didn't want to have happen. And it's going to be terrible. But it's actually a victory because I say it is. <laughs> and it's like you didn't actually make it a victory. You're just saying, no, really, this is somehow better. And now I feel better about definition. If you're still around, aren't you someone who's never lost? Because I feel like. Losers in 40k just die. <laughs> oh, like, so I think sometimes they can retreat and whatnot. Like I maybe guess. not world leaders. Maybe R- R- Rylanor, like at some point, lost something. Yeah, I mean he got his ass kicked. That's yeah. why he's in the. He lost a lot of box. his limbs. I guess. Right. I guess I'm wrong. You win. <laughs> but uh, I also like that Erebus starts getting real, real full of himself a little bit when they're all like, "You, your Abaddon's all like, your legions all treachery and lies, but the sons of Horus, you're loyal or dead." And he's like. Mm-hmm. I know secrets that would destroy your mind, man. He's like, this world you yeah. think exists, it's the Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> reality's not even real, man. How about that? Blow oh, your God. mind. Erebus is red-pilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's, and then, yeah, and everyone, it's just a lot of shouting 
about different things. And then I like just at the end when he's like, and ask for you, Erebus. And he's like, Warmaster, stay out of the way. And it's like, okay, geez. I like how shitty he is. To, I don't like Erebus, to right. be clear. But none of this would be happening without Erebus. Yeah, he did the whole like, thing. He's done. He's made all of this possible. And Horace has just taken all the credit yeah. for it. Which I guess he should have known going into that. That's how this was going to be. So. Because he always wins. Even when he loses, he secretly is won because his victory condition is secretly this his, one. Now. Okay, his James victory D. Kirk. Condition <laughs> changes. He drew a new victory condition card. Yes. Now he wins. <laughs> now he wins. Yeah. All right. That leads us into chapter 13. The showdown we have been waiting for. Maggard versus Cruz. Um, Saul <laughs> definitively knows some fear. And Titus Cassar, no. I put shoot out at the OK Titan. Oh, that's so much better than what I had. Oh, that's real good. Excellent. Damn. OK, well, fine. Just pretend that that's what I said uh, back there and it'll be good. Um, but yeah, we're back into the Dies Irae coming back to life for a just the nobody putting together what the motivations of anyone else in this room are, because it's like, all right, uh, Vengeful Spirits has opened fire. And it's like, open fire. The Estevanians are all dead. And it's like, not on the Estevanians, the Death Guard. And it's like, the Death Guard? And it's like, I'm not in the habit of repeating my orders. And it's like, but we're supposed to help the Death Guard. <laughs> and it's like, you guys need to get on. <laughs> like, both the guy in charge who's like, you need to shoot our allies. And then being like, why are you so surprised we're shooting our allies? <laughs> and then on the other hand, the other people being like, shooting our he allies. They're our friends, though. He should have started out by shooting Kassar in the head. In right, yeah. Immediately. He clearly wasn't going to be on board. I read all of Kassar's lines in Kronk's voice from him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, is it just me or can anybody else not picture where people are shooting at each other from here? Like how I don't understand. Yeah, I think it, I th I marked that. I think that's the next time when we oh it's come back to one. it. Okay. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like it's the I setup can't... of this weird cockpit is incredibly strange. to I me. I don't understand it. I, I like don't... to think that they have like real big chairs and they're like hiding behind them. Well, and one like of the chairs is in a pit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening. You, know, you got to have that like lowered area where people are working and like on like um. In Star Wars, on like Star Destroyers, you have all the uh, officers are walking around on top, and then there are these like recessed areas where all the like normal people are mm, plugging away on computers and, and such. Turnit has the high ground. So. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, Shit. But then we get back to Maggard. We won't see how it goes, actually. Well, no, we'll see eventually. But Maggard, <laughs> uh, grossly swollen to proportions beyond human and more reminiscent of an Astartes. Um, but what I really appreciate about this showdown is that he doesn't say anything and Cruz hasn't really had any interactions with Maggard. He just sees this weird guy by the Thunderhawk and he draws his bolter and shoots him in the chest. <laughs> like, he doesn't say a word. He does that. He's like, that guy's in my fucking way. So bam. Yeah. Um, he doesn't try to Jedi mind trick him like no. he did the, the last guy. Yeah. He doesn't do like a get out of the way or we have orders. He I doesn't know. Maybe he knows who Maggard is. You know, he seems observant. Sure. But I just like, again, no. No preamble, just no warning. Yeah, just like, <laughs> I'm also I'm so frustrated that like the humans never help him at all. I feel like it's kind of a a close match. They, they could have done literally anything. Human saves the day. Yeah, 
He rescues him. What? He literally yeah. comes up and shoots Maggard. Cinderman. Well, Cinderman saves the day. Saves the day, yeah. Hero Cinderman. Oh my God. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> while, while, we're, while we're talking about Keeler and Co., I think this is actually from the last chapter, but they mention that. Um, there's an afterlife now in the emperor's religion, yes. which I thought was really hilarious. Right, that religion right. is growing so quickly. Yeah, yeah. And like, like that concept, it's just funny to me that that's not even like shocking to anybody. Keeler at some point just like, yeah, we go somewhere when we die now, and they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh great, yeah, cool. <laughs> cool. It's like where? That's, that sounds better than what it was. <laughs> yeah. They go to Terra. Yeah, it's like don't worry, I haven't I haven't written that part yet, but it's fine. It's it's gonna be great. Yeah. Isn't the emperor here? So like, where would you go to be with the emperor? <laughs> you go to the emperor. <laughs> And everything's fine. Just don't read too deep. But I, I do want to step back just for a minute because I think this is before the fight to where, oh, no, maybe. When does Cruz get into his uh, speech about what, what killing is OK and what's not? Oh, that's right after he murders him. He's like face to face. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and so basically he does a little speech about what kind of killing is OK and what kind of killing is not. Continuing the trend of. You know, there's a fine line somehow <laughs> between what like, kind of killing is good yeah. and what's not. This Although, one's what Horace is doing is bad for reasons. Now, there was like four on one here, though. I just want to say. Well, there's but, three people that basically don't count. OK. And an old man on one. But I I just want to say I felt so in tune with Mercy when she says, look, as profound as all this is, can we get yes. the hell out of here? <laughs> and I was like, yes, thank you. I'm so tired of these speeches. Let's yeah. go. Love I'm also a little line. mad that we have this fight and in like the last fight that we saw this curly and rapier, uh-huh. like if it touched people, they just died. And then Cruz is just getting full on stabbed with it. And it's just like, Ow. that was the curly and rapier. Yeah. He's, oh. The Curlian blade met combat knife in a shower I don't of sparks. Know that it was killing people just by touching them. Was it's, it in the whole fight with the zombies? They were like they but fell they as zombies. if they were. This is an astounding. Okay. It's like they were talking about how they fell <laughs> as if like they were puppets with their strings cut. Like mm-hmm. the merest hint of it. Like I thought that it, them. maybe it had some sort of special like um, advantage against undead. Guess it only works on magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. it's a, yeah. a sword of zombies undead slain plus five. Yeah, <laughs> I really did think. It was yeah. like it was like how obsidian or what is it? Dragon, Dragon glass, glass, my yes. bad, is with <laughs> we all know it's supposed to be obsidian, right? right? Yes. Uh how it is against um White Walkers. Right. I, I felt like it was supposed to be that kind of it had some sort of mystical property. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to be mystical like against ever, but apparently not. Okay. You can barely space marines can just get stabbed with it and it sucks and okay. they move on with their day. Yeah. Um there's also a part where <laughs> so he drops his gun and this just leapt out to me because Cinderman pushes himself up and he ran towards Maggard's fallen pistol. It's matte black finished, cold and lethal looking though designed for a mortal grip. The pistol still <laughs> felt absurdly huge in his hands. So the pistol still just like a normal person's size. Like yeah. it's, it, it's Cinderman. So says you're it feels imagining good. Maggard carrying this around <laughs> he's so bloated but he's little... got still tiny person hands <laughs> like i imagine them like a cartoon character like he has just hilariously bloated arms and then just teeny hands <laughs> he's popeye the, the sailor man that just still yeah. this little pistol. <laughs> yeah like they didn't upscale any of his gear so his hands still have to be his sword must be so tiny too he's just got like a little toothpick <laughs> to him yeah well in that's true old... because his, we know his curling and blade fit him when he was yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Size. so that's it's really in his dainty human hands on his bloated <laughs> gross body anyway it's absurd and i love the image of it and i hope that that is again how it's done as he just like undulates around with his itty bitty hands um 
But yeah, so Cinderman comes up, shoots him right in the wound, um, and that gives Cruz the opportunity to stab him in the head and kill him. And, and then, ugh, and he's like, the emperor chose to lead us. And it's like, and when I realized that I just told them what they wanted to hear, I tried to be one of them and I succeeded. I almost forgot everything until, until now. The music of the spheres, said Cinderman quietly. Oh it's like, what God. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, you That's know what he's talking about. Yes, but it's like, no, it's... He's saying, he's saying that he had gotten so used to how awful... I can't believe I'm explaining this to you. <laughs> he got he got so used to how awful that uh, Horace and his cronies had become that he didn't even notice it anymore. But suddenly the veil was lifted and he's able to see the atrocities. The universe and, showed him or the emperor. Mm-hmm. And that was the sound of the spheres. Like if there were spheres like that were just kind of, I guess, uh, filtering out in our everyday life. Fine. I'm Yeah, you're right. I'm as mad as you are <laughs> that I'm explaining this. Well, here we are. Um but then yes, he, he hops off the ship, flies out into into the galaxy. Then we get back to the gunfight in the uh in the DSC array. Um both of them apparently need to go back to the range because nobody can hit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're just, I think again, just hiding behind chairs, mm-hmm. like shouting at each other. It's like a very good, like Quentin Tarantino gunfighty scene where, you know, they're all you know, sweaty and like yelling at each other and maybe occasionally shooting pop shots off at each other yeah. um, as they go. Yeah. Um, this is very much a shootout. Yeah. Yes. And then he's tries to shoot the boss, turn it, but then um, and he's just Arakin. about to. He's got the shot and then Erikon, Erikon, uh does a wheel spin on the Titan, which apparently you can just do. Like, I imagine the Titan just is like doing like a little twist, like <laughs> like we did last summer kind of move. <laughs> <laughs> and it throws everybody around um, on the thing. Um, and the, the big guy gets away. the Death Guard watching this. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on in that thing? Like, no, it's not shooting them yet. So they're all just kind of right. watching. Yeah. Um, they're like, that is a sexy Titan, though. <laughs> this is no hate meant towards Ben because I still really like him. But there was a line in here that made me laugh really hard. Uh because it was like, um, Kasser's mind reeled. The combat within the command bridge struck Kasser as representative of what was happening in the wider conflict. Well, I wrote that one down, yeah. too. Like, I wrote... If you spell out the metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let me lay it down for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here's I... what I'm doing here. <laughs> that was my one sentence I wrote down yeah. from that section, too. <laughs> it's like, thank you. Okay. Well... You know, the target audience here to a degree. Sometimes <laughs> I'm going to assume that was an editor's note. Yeah. yeah. They're like, I we like what you're doing here, Ben, but maybe make it a little more clear. And by yeah. a little more clear, we mean spell it out explicitly. <laughs> he said, we can Ben counter on our audience. And he said, Ben, stop. Stop with that. <laughs> stop trying to make counter a thing. Uh, but yes, then we get back to the part that I've been waiting for. Where they finally, Ben counters like, you know what? I've had it up to you. I imagine. Yes. I have yes. the book open to read it in case you didn't. All right. If you want to read it. Yeah. Go to. It had often been said that a space marine knows no fear. Such a statement was not literally true. A space marine could know fear, but he had the training and discipline to deal with it and not let it affect him in battle. There we go. And I imagine <laughs> this is Ben counter. So mad at all of these <laughs> books of things. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. We can say they feel fear. 
because I'm tired of having to tiptoe it's around this bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm in charge now, yeah. and this is how it goes. Right. It Thank is you, ben. a it is a turn of phrase, is what we're going to say. Thank you. Logan's too stupid to realize it's just a turn of phrase. (laughs) He's like, what is this feeling? Yeah. Well, he's also not good at identifying his feelings in the best best case uh, scenario. Uh, Um, I wrote, finally, someone has said it. Has Tarbitz been listening to this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) He is watching. Um, Uh, Yeah. Another uh, him running, by the way. Yet another sign that he's smarter than everyone else. I love this whole scene. I love that he's just like. And there's just world leaders. And again, I think back to what people were saying earlier. How do you know who's on whose side? And I don't think he knows right now. And so he's just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I want to fight with my bros. These people are all fucking lunatics. (laughs) There is a ginormous psychopath with two chain axes over there. And that's just like, I think they talk in one part offhandedly that he like cuts through two space brains with like one swipe of his axes. So it's like he's an unstoppable killing machine. And Tarvis is just running around, gunshots going everywhere. You imagine he's like racing through things as like bullets are exploding all around him because who knows who's shooting at him at this point. Even um, It's just a, a beautiful scene of him just hauling ass to get away as fast as possible because he hates everything about where he is. Um, and Captain Erlin has the clever. I do like that, you know, in a book where everyone has to have fancy speeches and last words, Captain Erlin bellows. Die as the loyalist <laughs> countercharged. You're like, you know what? That is straight into the point. How they do. Um, but yeah, just rest. And like, I think he talks about that he like gets knocked down and like his mat, his face has been mostly chopped off, and he just like hops back onto his feet and charges back into so, battle. So if they're all Luna wolves again, yes, are they back to shouting Looper call? Because that's still, uh. That's still a, a horrisy yeah, thing. I don't think they want to shout that at this point. What are they going to shout now? Oh, They're just going to go, oh, yeah, oh, oh, I don't know. They, they keep saying a bunch of fight for the living, fight for the dead. OK, because they or kill for the living, kill for whatever. Look, it's like, they we could say, say Logan call. <laughs> like, no, 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 it's not happening, buddy. Um, but yeah, so then we get to that. They point out that they can't call them sons of Horus anymore because it he couldn't think of them as sons of Horus anymore. It's like, yes, yes, we know. Um, that whole renaming thing a couple books last book or whatever seemed really weird and out of place. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, when I read that, I was like, oh, okay. It was literally shoehorn. Just <laughs> it was. They're like, we gotta make this split at some point. Uh-huh. Well, it's also a problem of the the Legion was called for a long time the Sons of Horus before they knew anything, and then they're like, oh, but we needed them to have be legions before they found their primarchs. So they can't call them the sons of Horus because that doesn't make any damn sense. So yeah. we have to give them a different name. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so that's a, a certain amount of back justifying mm-hmm. how this works based on the new understanding of how they're going to write this. But yeah. Finn's getting all this retconning done yeah. for us. He's got a lot to do. And then I like that uh, Torgodon blames Abaddon for the whole. It's like. <laughs> They're like, man, I would have thought they would have just bombed us at this point. And they're like, yeah, I should have done this. Like, yeah, probably Abaddon being fucking stupid. <laughs> it's funny because it's like not Abaddon's fault at all. But they're just like this fucking guy. Everyone love, knows Abaddon sucks. I love the pettiness. <laughs> yes. That is what I live for. Uh, um, Yeah. And I like, well, what, did, did Sorry if I was spacing out and someone said this, but I like when someone mentions that Saul Tarvitz is on Istvan 3 and Loken's like, oh, Saul yeah, Tarvitz? He does. I, I, we're about to get to that. He's like and, suddenly hope flaring in his heart. Uh-huh. Oh. And I wrote, 
every man is in love with Tarvitz. Yeah. Garrow, what? Loken, Lucius, Walter. They're all <laughs> yeah. in love with yeah. Tarvitz. What, what shape are we up to with this? This yeah. is a love penta- pentagon? <laughs> is this a love hexagon? We're, we're, the, the, the number of sides is, is vastly going up. Um, but then they realize that they, they shouldn't fight. They have a whole defensive position worked out and they're going to fight the Zondors. But then Torgaden's like, no, no. We should go link up with the Emperor's children. We should do this fight right instead of just like this knee jerk act of defiance. So they decide that and that maybe maybe somebody's carrying a warning to Terra. And if they can just hold out as long as they can, um, that's that's what they should do because um, they're Luna wolves and they can fight however they need to. And tooth and claw. Yeah. And it's like I, I like that. They're like, we're Luna wolves. We can do anything. It's like, well, they're Luna they're Luna wolves, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know I know you're really trying to make a distinction between the two, but they are just the same people at this point like all that we're in there also but. in terms of like competency <laughs> right <laughs> if Logan and Targotten are in charge not necessarily <laughs> well maybe we're hoping Tarvitz is secretly in charge um as they go um then we're back to Titus and uh and Arakan uh on the thing where in this whole argument it's all Titus trying to convince Jonah to be on his it's side. It's so stupid. It's so stupid because you know at the end they want it to be a cliffhanger oh, did he shoot Kassar? Right. And there's no way he shot Kassar. Right? I mean, I assumed that he did. <laughs> he shot, yeah, he just shot Kassar. He shot Kassar? Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. he a bad guy now? He's, he decided he wanted to be in charge of a titan. And I think he whole... would literally have been in charge of a Titan with Kassar. <laughs> I don't know, Kassar they... would have been in charge of a Titan, maybe. But okay. You know that the guy who runs the gun arms is higher in the rank than the guy who runs the legs. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my assumption. Okay, well, maybe uh, maybe I totally misunderstood yeah. that because I thought they were trying to leave it. No, I think they were trying to just, it was sad. Because, you know. Oh. Shot through Kassar. <laughs> and Jonas to blame. Oh, my God. You give Titans a bad name. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I think also if Kassar just would have not been so, so religious in the art, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of good arguments of, hey, we should betray our allies, uh, the emperors in charge. And we all agreed that he was in charge and mm-hmm. we signed up for him. And, and obviously this war master is not a good guy and, and we could really fight well if we had a Titan on there. But he has to be like, space Jesus said, do this. <laughs> Why aren't you doing this, Jonah? You got to listen to space Jesus. And he's like, I don't really believe in space, Jesus. It's like, well, you better believe in space, Jesus. And then it's like, yeah, weird. The yeah. argument didn't persuade Jonah. It's a really Lando Calrissian moment from Jonah. <laughs> so maybe he'll Kassar, redeem himself someday. Nah. But. but yeah, guns him down and poor Kassar. He goes to heaven. Yeah, he gets he goes to the emperor, apparently. <laughs> but Whatever it's like, that's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're doing just the worst argument, Titus. You need to. I don't ever think the emperor really cared for him, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, he not. never got his own visions. No. Like, yeah. He just know, had to he, watch other people. had to go pick him up and say, well, get in. He was always a bit much, even for the emperor. Yeah. The emperor's like, this guy is, this is a... Uh, like, you've got to uh, relax. <laughs> yeah. you got to tone this down, buddy. So, um, so poor Titus doesn't make it, and that doesn't seem like it's going to bode well for the good guys to have a titan on the wrong side. Um and then we get back to Tarvitz and how excited that Tarvitz is that Eidolon showing up because he's very excited to beat up Eidolon. And he starts giving orders. And Lucius is like, when are you in charge? I killed Vardis Prawl. And it's like, oh, Lucius, I need you to need you to not be a child here in this situation. But 
he's having a hard day, I guess. So Tarvit seems to really be itching to fight Eidolon. Yeah. Which is something I was surprised about. But he's all mad at him. Even though he knows he has supersonic screens. Yeah, he's ready to kick him right in the super screen. He's going to sew up his mouth like a Scarlet Witch. Yes, Mm. there you go. Um, Just punch him right in the throat so he can't. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) he's ready. But they're setting up, obviously, a lot of the. They're setting oh, up a lot of the fights here yeah, uh, yeah. that we're going to see in the last yeah, section. Yeah, and, and I'm guessing from your hint earlier that Lucius isn't going to be on our side this Lucius whole time. might not stay on the right side of things. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't wait for him to fight Loken, I guess. And then we get yeah. to see Keeler um, and crew uh, flying in their stolen stolen Thunderhawk, which, like, so when... <laughs> I feel when Tarvitz stole a Thunderhawk, they at least got word right away that was like, Hey, somebody stole a Thunderhawk. Somebody, we should shoot that down. They just have a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, this one, like, no one even has noticed. They just assumed it's a straggler going down to help kill everybody <laughs> off. Um, but we get... Like, somebody must have been in the can when we sent the people down there. <laughs> and, of course, we all know... <laughs> It's like the guy comes out. He's like, oh, my God, man, I don't know. Those uh, those rations didn't didn't sit with me very yeah. well. Yeah. He's like buckling up his power armor. Did they not see Maggard's body when they all went down to the embarkation deck to go like. Oh, yeah. The second the Sons of Horus when the second wave came down. Yeah. Hey, Maggard, is there seen... anything wrong? Speak up and let us know. <laughs> Maggard's taking a nap on the oh, job. Yeah, they like <laughs> they like sat Maggard up nearby. <laughs> And uh, they have a servitor that just like waves his hand uh-huh. periodically, like weekend at Bernie's weekend style. Weekend at Bernie's, them, yeah. Sorry, are you love it? Are you cool and just thumbs up? Yeah. Um, I just hadn't realized that. <laughs> yeah, he should just be down there with. <laughs> they, eh, they're like eh, another dead body. Was that the order that it happened? Yeah. In, or did they go down first? Yeah, because I think they they murdered everyone on the mm-hmm. the deck, uh-huh. and then they escaped, and they stole a Thunderhawk. But then after that, Abaddon and crew and all of the. Okay. The Sons of Horus are going down to fight mm. Loken and such. So, okay. yeah. I thought, well, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe maybe, maybe the body's just on that Thunderhawk. They just brought him with. They just brought him with. Right. Yeah. They're like, there's only, there's only one Thunderhawk in that one. No, no reason to go there. <laughs> it's still there, probably. Um, but anyway, so Keeler's pointing out, it's like, because I like that they fly out there and a bunch of people like Cinderman's like, what the fuck do we do now? Like, where do we? <laughs> like, great, we have a Thunderhawk, but where do we go? And Keeler's like, fly towards that one and they go and of course as we've known from before they're flying towards the eisenstein um but yeah so anyway keeler and crew they go flying into another book flight of the eisenstein by james wall um, <laughs> and they will return there um and i think we're hoping i hope we're seeing the newest ship for me nathacton so i was trying to <laughs> garus didn't work for me or Kuro. So, but Nathaniel and the Acton. Okay. Nathaniel. You saying that makes me very nervous about Tarvitz's fate in the last part of this book. Well, we're going to read that next time. (laughs) So, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, next episode is the last episode in in this book. So we're going to finish the book up. Wrap it up. The last section. And in fact, wrap up sort of this first kind of Horace rise and fall trilogy so this is a this is the big the big episode next time where we we wrap up a major part of warhammer lore you're not gonna want to miss it yes <laughs> and you guys are, are firmly above zero uh-huh. at this point on the like scale 40, like 41 yeah. <laughs> so many k's 
at this point. No, not case. Just, just 41. 40, yeah. Just 41. <laughs> yeah. ah, fair enough. <laughs> not. No, it's 400 at least. Yeah. An entire an entire thing. I right? feel like I've learned a lot. Yeah. I've learned yeah. so much. I've laughed. I've cried. Yeah. And there's going to be more tears probably before the end. Oh, here. I know. Because I have to keep reading. Oh, <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> there Zing. it goes. Well, you let's talk let's, about some plugs. Let's do some though. penultimate plugs. <laughs> some penultimate plugs. Some plug ultimates. <laughs> Eric, make sure, I'm gonna make plug. sure these plugs have a flared base. <laughs> oh, my oh, Lord. <laughs> that is a different... I don't want to go first now. <laughs> Although, <laughs> I feel dirty. now all of a sudden, this line of Warhammer sex toys. Um, clearly, oh, man. The Bolter Shell. <laughs> the Chain Axe. Anyway, sorry, Eric, plugs. Woo. Save us from this. Well, first of all, I wanted I wanted to try to make this work, but I didn't find a chance. Um, BBC should stand for before Ben Counter from now on, whenever <laughs> referring to pre-Ben Counter retconning. Right. Uh, I want to plug that we got an email from someone who it's been long enough now, I don't remember their name, but the postal worker. Yeah, so, postal so worker we, got, Kathy. we got we got an email from postal postal worker Kathy, and uh, I appreciated it because she said that we weren't uh, too mean on the books, which you know sometimes we worry about. We want to make sure we're we all understand we're having a good time with these books, yeah. even yeah. though I make jokes that say <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> I can't see the screen from here because my eyesight is not good, but I know that, oh, now it's bigger. Um, Kathy was a yeah, Warhammer she, fan. She wants female. us to uh, to read Fly the Eisenstein. Yeah. And uh, she might have some rose-colored glasses on for that, but she she th- seems to think it's pretty good. I also might, but I have rose-colored like just glasses like locked in on all things Warhammer all the time. So mm-hmm. I sympathize mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, but I, I think I... She mentioned she's excited to see us dive into non-heresy, non-space rain books, which I very much am. Yeah, and that's what I would be interested in. So thank you for the email, Kathy. I almost said letter. I don't know if that counts as a letter. I I point out that e-letter. people did not mention the fact that Kathy called out specifically one of my bits of fan casting of Christopher Walken as Mortarian. So ah. I'm just saying that of all of the fan casting, mine got brought up because I'm a cool guy. So there we go. <laughs> You're the wow, Motarian. <laughs> we resisted last time. Yeah, well, and we failed here. So there we go. Kathy encouraged this. Yes, yeah. This is this is Kathy's fault. Clearly. Uh, well, part of my fan casting, I um, as and I'm segueing this into a plug. Um, I watched on. the penultimate uh, season of American Horror Story recently, and they had a Klaus Nomi character. And I mentioned to you all oh, who yes. Klaus Nomi was. They had a. They didn't call. The character Klaus Nomi, they used a different name, but it was clearly Klaus Nomi. And that season was a masterpiece, by the way, if I don't say so myself. Wait, the, uh, the wait New York, you keep saying, New oh, York. I, was, yeah. I thought he was talking about the newest season. No, the penultimate. Oh, season I, didn't, I didn't hear penultimate. Although I'm not sure know, if you I'm can use listening. penultimate to if, describe something ongoing. Yeah, yeah but know. maybe <laughs> this is the last season. Maybe Delicate's the last season. Uh, probably, I you, don't know. You might have sealed its fate with that. I didn't label. realize that that there was a Klaus Nomi reference in mm-hmm. the new. Yeah, yeah the, that was not cool. a good season. I loved it. Are you kidding me? I wasn't being <laughs> sarcastic about, when I said it was a masterpiece. Talking about on the nose metaphors. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen it's this. A little I thought it was a beautiful on the nose <laughs> metaphor. The heaviest hand beautiful I've ever seen. 
Um, oh, so here's my actual real plug. Um, I don't know what you all listen to. I'm, less, I'm mostly speaking to our fans here. What you listen to when you're reading these books or playing your Warhammer games. But there's a new ambient album out by oh. my band, Archer Arcana. You can find it on any streaming service. And I think I wanted it to be kind of like a chill, like study playlist thingy. But it kind of sounds like an 80s movie sci-fi soundtrack on accident so i think it would fit with these books well right on so it's called roll, roll for ambience one the dungeon the oven becomes a dungeon but just you know archer arcana cool there check it out thanks sarah do you have any plugs uh not really i think <laughs> i mentioned last time that i was working on a short story i don't know that i'm gonna get it done in october because i'm slow <laughs> but uh like i've said before i've got spooky things on my website uh, that we always link in the show notes and on our website. So you can always check that out. And I guess just a plug for a thing I'm enjoying right now. I really like uh, the new Mike Flanagan, House of Usher yeah. on Netflix is very good. So yeah. I enjoyed it. I great deal. Talk about... <laughs> Talk about liquefied bodies. Yes. Right. <laughs> Spoiler for an episode there, but yes. Lots of great... If you like Edgar Allan Poe, if you like Mike Flanagan... Yeah. It's good times. If you good. like people giving you speeches about life. They do. Mm-hmm. I think Which he, I think is... That's classic is, Flanagan. Yeah. yeah, classic Flanagan. And I think he restrained them in length a little better in this one than in... Than like uh, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass were rough. They were very long speeches. Yeah, he went for a few more and shorter ones. Yes, yeah, which I think time. is the sweeter yeah. spot. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely better than Midnight Club. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that one was rough. But they're not all winners. No. Shannon. Any plugs? No, I don't have any plugs. Your Um, store, Walter. I always plug the store, Tabletop Game and Hobby, for all of your Space Marine and otherwise nerd needs. Um, I'm also just now stuck thinking about uh, Toast of Matt Berry, just because we talked about Bon Jovi. There's a great bit where he's supposed to. Toast of London, wonderful show, Matt Berry. Love that show. Um, But there's a part where he's supposed to talk about a concert, and he talks about Bon Jovi, Lady Gaga, (laughs) and the cold play. And I love that bit all so much. So, yeah, I guess check out Toast of London. It has zero to do with Warhammer. But if Matt Berry voiced some of these characters... It would, that would be, be wonderful. Orders of magnitude better. He should I would do like the audio more book. Matt Berry yes. and everything. Should be Cruz, I think. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, he could be a good Cruz. Yeah. He's like face to face, like it's supposed I to be. I don't know. I think I'm thinking Carcassy. Ooh. He, well, he'd actually be a pretty good Carcassy. Yeah, That's actually a little almost too good on the <laughs> thing. So I kind of want him more something absurd. Anyway. And our um, Instagram, Shannon, that you can you this will, I'm making a plug for you since you didn't have a plug. You I run mean, our Instagram. Yeah. It's cool. You guys can see. Yeah. Go see our Instagram. We put so many good things up. There's lots of things in the show notes you can take a look at. Yeah. But we'll look forward to next episode with the final part of Galaxy in Flames. And Henry, if you're out there, let us know. I mean, we're trying to figure out, are we going to 40K? Are we staying at 30K? Are we Flight of the Eisensteining it? Your vote would have a lot of uh, a, lot of a lot of pull, we're just mm-hmm. saying, if, if there's a direction you'd like us to go. But you'll find out next time on Zero to 40K. Walter knew Warhammer real well, so he seized every opportunity to tell anyone he could about the books, but no one ever gave them a 
second look so he thought hey i'll start a podcast and he gathered around him together at last three friends willing to jump into the fray and go from zero to 40k zero to 40k was created by our war master walter stewart production by administration and tyranny music by eric strangefellow Special thanks to Sarah Fecky. Check out everything we're up to at 0240k.com.